Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the 28 and Up podcast. How you doing, honey? I'm doing really good. How are you? I am doing. I'm doing good. Doing great. It's been a been an interesting week, but it's been a good week. You yeah, know? it's been a long week. It feels like <laughs> it has. It has. And you know, we uh, actually took a, a kind of a week off um, because of the hurricane. Yes. Uh, hurricane Ian, who uh, who hit uh, Southwest Florida. I can't remember if it was like a like a five or is a 4.9 or whatever. It was close to a five and yeah. it was total devastation down there. And so, um, because of where we live here in Northwest St. John's County, kind of South of Jacksonville and near St. Augustine, um, we were kind of in her, you know, hurricane prep mode, which means we bought a lot of snacks. Yes. So many <laughs> snacks. Oh my gosh. A lot of snacks. You made a pound cake. A cho- I did. You made, made a chocolate, chocolate pound cake. cake. Yeah. You made it with my, uh, great grandmother's, uh, uh, recipe not just recipe but all her uh um, oh, yeah i use her pan her everything. pans it's you know it's been in our family for a long time yeah. you know we kind of took that we were, we were able to keep that after my mom passed away and stuff and so um but yeah and you know we um you know we have family that was in the path of hurricane ian right um and what's crazy is it started in southwest florida kind of moved northeast across the state of florida and ended in the carolinas so where it hit at, we have your mother, my mother-in-law, and your aunts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so they literally were evacuated early last week, and they were like, oh, let's go to Kissimmee. Let's go to Orlando. It won't go that way. Yeah. And it followed them. It followed them. It, it wanted to be a part of the Golden Girls. It did, for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was trying to seek them out. It was. It was. But uh, thankfully, they were safe. Uh, your, uh, your cousin Charlie and our other cousin Alex, his daughter, was with them, and so right. they were evacuated to. They found a spot in Kissimmee, which is near Orlando. So, uh, so they're safe, and now they're back home, right? They are back home, and everything is good. But no they don't. They don't have any damage, but they uh, have no power still. Which, which you know, I, I that's probably that sucks. You know, just yeah. to be honest, that, that's not that's not that's not that's not fun in Florida. No, no, and uh, my my brother lives in between Brandon and Plant City. You know, I'm from Plant City, so he lives. Um, you know, in that area in Hillsborough County, and I have a lot of friends still in that area. And uh, my brother Josh just got power back the other day and cell cell phone service. Um, my aunt and my cousins live in Lakeland, and uh, some other friends and stuff. And so they're still without power. You know, so um, you know, thankfully, you know, uh, our governor and say, people can say what they want, and we're not turning this political, but. <laughs> he he's done a great job, he you know, really getting has. us ready for this yeah, storm. And, and there's has. some things you can control with that, and there's some things you can't. There's some things where you can't send people in to do things until the storm has happened, right? You know, and um, so thankfully he's had the utility companies from across, you know, the country kind of stand by and on, you know, ready and stuff like yeah, that. For and sure. um, and you can never be too prepared. And and so as it as it kind of you know we got a lot of rain, a lot of flooding and stuff up here where we live. It kind of kept going north, and so where our son and his uh, and Kylie live up in the Raleigh area, North Carolina. Yes, they got a lot of rain. They did. So it touched the whole Edgerton clan family. It you sure know? did. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So you know, you know what's crazy about storms and um and as we're talking about emotional health and emotional healing yeah. is they trigger a lot of those old feelings like um. You know, like 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 uh, uh, our brother-in-law and your sister. Yes. You know, they went through Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's ironic that in the New Jersey, New York area, you're just not you just don't think about a hurricane because hurricanes don't 
get up that way. Right. You know, they don't never last because the water is so cold, yeah. you know. And so they were actually evacuated because they lived so close to the shore. Um, they swam for a couple blocks in the dark in the in the heat of the, uh, yeah. the, the hurricane and stuff. Yeah, they were boat rescued because yeah. they didn't leave. But it was it. Yeah. I mean, it was a really rough. They they literally lost their whole house. Their, their whole, house whole house was washed away. Yeah, and so there's probably a lot of trauma, and there's a lot of things that that come along with that. I was listening to a radio show uh, uh, last week, and this guy who lives in New York City um could see from where he was at um in on the top of his building mm-hmm. like he didn't evacuate either but where he was on the top of his building he could see the water from sandy rushing into to like manhattan and stuff like that um and where he lives you know into the subways and he goes it was just a it was a humbling scene yeah you know for sure and so but here in florida we're all you know no matter where you're at emotionally and all that other stuff you can be prepared because we know that hurricane season is June through November. Yes. And the later on is when it kind of gets rough. You know, that's mm-hmm. when the storms, because the water water's still warm. It's a mixture of stuff, um, of air and warm water. And we get a lot, of, a lot of our hurricanes towards the end of the hurricane season. And so... Yeah, I would say September is usually yeah. the busy, is the busy hurricane month. Yeah, absolutely. At and least so, it has been in our experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so you can, you can be prepared, board your house up, food and all that stuff. But you can never really always be prepared for your feelings and your emotional side of your healing and, and where you're at emotionally when these things happen because they trigger so many memories, you know? Yeah, they definitely do. And um, actually, since we're on that topic, we are, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today is our feelings. Our feelings, yeah. Yes. So so what, what part of our feelings are we talking about today? Well, what we really want to do is identify, um, mm-hmm. you know, because last week we talked about unhealthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Um, once you have those unhealthy behaviors, knowing your feelings is the, one of the first ways that you can um, fix that. And what, what I mean by that is we're going to talk about self-awareness. Oh, so unhealthy behaviors and knowing our feelings can lead to some unhealthy self uh, us being unhealthy with our self-awareness. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't identify your feelings, right. you're not a very self-aware right. person. Yeah. It's basically where we're going yeah. today. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. self un aware people drive me bonkers <laughs> they do you know from the grocery store person putting your cart right in the middle yes. and just kind of focusing on green beans right you know and nothing else going around you you know <laughs> or you know I, being you know as a woman you know walking you know in department stores and going to the parking lot you know not being aware of your surroundings being so focused on um whether whether you're on a phone call whether you're just kind of like mentally escaping, you yeah. know, you're not self-aware of things that are happening, happening around you and things can go bad in South when you're not aware of what's going on. And that's a lot of self-awareness to know that, Hey, you know, I need to be on the lookout all the time. Yeah. I think that's a really important yeah. thing. Um, self-awareness is a conscious knowledge mm-hmm. of your own character, Ooh. your own feelings your own motives, and your own desires. Character, motives, and desires. Yeah, character, feelings, motives, and desires. Like kind of those unhealthy things, right? Yeah, unhealthy Unhealthy or or healthy. Either Mm. way, you have to be aware of what's happening inside of you in order to um, identify, like we talked about, those behaviors. Yeah. Um, and so that sometimes that leads to, you know, how you feel and what that looks like in your life. And how that boils out. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. How it it comes out on the outside. Yeah. yeah, so one of the common misconceptions that we hear a lot is ignore your feelings, they will lead you astray. Yeah, ignore your feelings. 
Yeah. Why, why, why do you think people say that? I think what they're trying to say is that they want you to recognize and be aware mm -hmm. of them, but don't let them dominate or lead you. Yeah. So it's important. I guess the beginning of that statement, ignore, is the heart is the bad part of that statement because mm -hmm. you don't really want to ignore your feelings. You want to know what they are, but right. then also you want to, um, you know, recognize yeah. them in the moment. Yeah, I, and I love how you point out that word ignore because so many times when he says, "Hey, let's ignore this," that means just put it in the closet, put it under the bed, put it wherever, and just forget about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's not a good thing to do. Yeah, we, we we never want to stuff or hide anything. No. Yeah. No. So yeah. Yeah. So. I love that point. Yeah. We all, from time to time, we all lead from lead from oh, our feelings for sure. It's time something. So, un, so some of us do it regularly. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. So describe a time that you've led with your feelings. What kind of situation wow. is that? There, there's probably a ton, you know. Um, and, and I think for me, it's been a journey of, because uh, those things are going to happen, you yeah. know, yeah. but recognizing why they happened, you know, and then going back, being, being self-aware in my own skin and in my own, who I am to go, why did this happen? Why did I let this affect me this way? Right. Versus, and then, and then going back and doing something about it, like apologizing or, you know, taking ownership and move, you know, yeah. I, you, probably one of the, um, there's probably a ton, but, but, you know, I hate when I do it to our friends, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate when I do it to our friends and, and that includes our, um, you know, our friends in ministry, you mm -hmm. know, our friends that we work with, you know, yeah. like there was a time last year, probably, um, it was last year, um, was just going through some stuff right after my mom passed away and stuff. There was some things happening and, um, uh, you know, there was, it, you know, in ministry things happen, you know, and, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't honor one of our pastors very well in, in a meeting, um, in front of other people, right? you know, and it was very awkward and very, you know, and, um, it wasn't intentional, uh, per se, but but the way it came out seemed very intentional, very hurtful, and and I really hurt this person's feelings, and I really kind of diminished their leadership in that moment, yeah. you know, um, because of how you and I are viewed with you know just in in in, in the church world, you know, and so um, and I you know and I was just in a very you know not I wasn't in a very good place emotionally, physically. I physically I was, but emotionally, mentally, right? You know, and and there was just a bunch of things, and so it, it so that was a big one. But what I, but um, and there was a part of me that knew I did it, you know, um, but you know, having a a, a being a grown up and having grown up conversations and, and doing um, and having deep friendships with people where you can go back and say, hey, listen, bro, I love you, but this is what you did. You yeah. need to make it right, Absolutely. you know, and so. Being able to do that, you know, and uh, publicly apologize, you know, when I say publicly, like, you know, in a context of a, in that same kind of a meeting and stuff like that, sure. you know, goes back and it shows how aware you are. It showed how aware I was um, in my own journey, um, you know, and, 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 you know, in that process. So being able to apologize to them privately and then publicly, not for me. Or them, but for people around us. You Absolutely. Know? So that yeah. was that was one of those. No, I love that. Know? That's a, that's really good. Yeah. Um, that especially since you were able to recognize yeah. and then go back and apologize. Yeah. Because I think that's the key. Like 
like I said, we all have those moments, mm-hmm. but it's a matter of, you know, what do, what are you going to do? How do, how do you react to what just happened? Right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so while you're listening to this, maybe think about the time when that happened to you, you know, when, um, when you emotionally reacted because, um, and you were self-aware how you reacted you know, because of things going on inside you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So. And sometimes the things that are going on inside of us uh-huh. um, have to do with, um, like you said, like death, grief, you mm-hmm. know, those kinds of things. But um, other times they can just be out of our own weaknesses mm. that we don't want shown or, or um, hmm. displayed. And so we react sometimes like that. So, oh, that's really good. Um, so what are some shortcomings or negative things that um, are – that, you know, could be one of the reasons why someone would, um, react that way. Um, insecurity, you know, um, it's one thing to, you know, to know, like, um, you know, one thing I've never been insecure about is my height. I know, you know, we're just not very tall people. (laughs) We're okay with being short. We're okay with being short, you know, but, um, you know, um, one of those things that for me, it took me a while to get over and, and I'm not sensitive to it anymore. Yeah. Um, but depending on the person, it could come off wrong. It could come off wrong. But when somebody, if somebody makes fun of my dyslexia, mm-hmm. my, you know, my, my learning disability, which is dyslexia, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe how much I ramble or go, you know, or sometimes I don't talk in a correct way or the way I spell or, you know, sure. and stuff, you know, but, you know, so those things, but so being, so those things for me mm-hmm. kind of keep me, uh, I'm not insecure about it, you know, but, uh, or I'm, I'm, I'm secure in it. I'm not insecure about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in those weaknesses, uh, not being secure in our own weaknesses and, and really being okay with, Hey, listen, I'm not this and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, Do, let me ask you a question. Do you think when people try to be all things um that's when a lot of that um that's when you really see that weakness of that insecurity come out in a, in a very unaware slash aware way you know or since we're talking about self-awareness yeah no absolutely i think that um if you're trying to be something you're not if you're mm-hmm. trying to be um too many things or yeah. you're you know mimicking someone or you that's know good. Um, trying to be like someone else and you're yeah. you're not being authentic or yourself, that can be a like a pressure cooker, like a boiler yeah. for some people, and it just causes them to um, react, you know, in, in negative ways. Well, and two, and we've seen this a lot in ministry. You yeah. know, we've seen this uh, example a lot in the business world, where it's almost like you're, you know, we all have these resume buffers, right? It's right. like, oh, I did this and I did that. And I was in charge of this and I led all these things, whether it's ministry or business and things start, th- you know, things start to get out of control. Things aren't perfect. Things start to go haywire. Yeah. And in those moments is when your experience in ministry and business and those chaotic moments and those bad moments really, because you've been through them before, right? kind of take shape. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so what happens is if you're trying to be something you're not, you know, and so you have some insecurities there. So you're trying to be something you're not and things start to go south. Yeah. You start to react different ways and you're not so you're and you're not yourself and you're very unaware of how you're reacting because you're reacting out of uh, emotional weakness, but also being scared because some things are being exposed. 
that you weren't on that you weren't honest about. Yeah, definitely you fear know? fear plays into that a lot. And oftentimes the person who um is trying to be all things or do those, you know, mm-hmm. the scenario you just described, um they use their weaknesses as a safe zone. So Ooh. what does that mean? It means that they yeah. like retreat back inward um mm. because they're too afraid to be vulnerable and share the weaknesses that are actually going so, on. So so what if my safe zone is locking myself in the closet? I mean, then go for it. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to have a very productive life. No, sure. no, and I, I I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but but I remember one of my you know different parts of my life I've had I I've had safe zones when when I was let go when I was laid off from a job that I absolutely loved and adored. You know, there was weeks where I sat down in our basement, you know, up in mm-hmm. Ohio and played video games, yeah. you know, in the darkness, you know, because, totally. um, and you were like, listen, you need to get the heck out of this funk, you know, yeah. but it was a process, you know, and you didn't let me retreat there very long. No. And I, I think that's the key for everyone. Like mm-hmm. we are, we're all allowed to wallow in our feelings for like a minute, right. but you need to do it for a minute and then you need to get back up and do something else. Yeah. Um, but it's I think, very important. But I think what happens is, especially in the context of marriage, that when we see our spouse kind of retreating and all these other things, that we want to be a savior to them. And if they're not ready to come out or they're not, that min- they don't feel like that minute's up yet for them, yeah. right? Then as a, a spouse, we allow them to continue to wallow, continue to feel the self-pity, continue to, to wallow in their weakness and their insecurities where they're like, I'm just shutting out the world because I failed in this area or I pretended to be something I'm not or I feel bad because I lied in this area and now that I don't want to face the world, you know? Yeah. And so as a spouse, we want to protect that, you know, whether right. you're a husband or a wife and we allow our spouse to continue to wallow and wallow and wallow and next thing you know, you've shut out everybody yeah. because of your own insecurities and that leads to not being very self-aware of the things going on around you and yeah. being self-aware of things in your own life, right? Absolutely, 100%. And I think that um, the other scenario that could happen there is that you're even shutting out your spouse. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, as, the pers- as the spouse, do you, are you able to help identify what those, like what's happening to your spouse in that moment? And, um, you what, know, how do you treat them? How do you react to them? Those kinds of things. What, what would your opinion... What, not opinion, but um, just fact-based stuff. So in doing marriage counseling, right, right with other, um, obviously married people, or whether, it, you know, or counseling other women, you know, or whatever, what um, what would, what, what would, how many of those uh, married couples that you've counseled, how yeah. many of the spouses have allowed their spouse to wallow versus push them to not wallow? Um, I would say it's about half and half, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's not an easy thing to do to um, push your spouse out of why, a comfort zone. Wh- why don't you think a spouse wants to push their spouse out of a comfort zone? I think it's a, it's like a personal thing. So it, you would, it's hard for you to, to look at it and say, oh, they're just wallowing in self-pity or like, I, I know what's happening with them. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes we're afraid to challenge our spouse. We're afraid to like come to them and say, here's mm-hmm. what I see in you. And here's what I think is going on. Right. Um, we need to talk about it because they don't, a lot, a lot of times they don't want to have the conversation. Yeah. Um, people have a hard time having difficult conversations about those things. So he- 
maybe I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. And, and listeners, if you're out there, please tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but I think we've walked away from a competitive mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Where we don't see that as a good thing, right? And so because as a man or a woman, we've walked away from a competitive thing, we or maybe we've never, not, I'm not talking about competitive sports, but competitive dance, competitive acting, where, you know, you have to be picked, you're either picked or chosen for spots or whatever, right? Right. And so maybe we, the the husband or the wife have never done that before, right? Because when you're competitive, when you, when you have a mindset of, I want to be better, right? right? I want to be pushed to be better, you know, um, that can, that, that, that can react in a way that says, I'm going to help my, my spouse in a very loving way. <laughs> be better right right and so do you think that spouses who let their uh, who let their spouse wallow in those things have never been around a competitive never been pushed competitively in a sense to be better yeah i i think it can be Mm -hmm. i mean i think that's something it's a it's a trait or a skill that you're talking about that Mm -hmm. can be learned right um and often is learned in that kind Mm -hmm. of environment um You've never been on a, a team environment before. Like those kinds of things matter, right. especially when you are dealing with your spouse. Because your spouse in that moment, they're saying, I can't do this. Right. I can't move forward because of yeah. XYZ weakness. I can't. So I'm going to just sit here and and wallow. And I don't want anyone right. else to know that I'm experiencing this. So that, that reminds me of, and you shared this video the other day of uh, this guy who was paralyzed and how like it, he fought just to be able to walk again. You know, yeah. and I forget what you said because I have a new Instagram account now. <laughs> but um, you know, so I forget how you worded that, right? Um, but how easy would it have been for you and Brooks, um, um, the rehab facility, just accept not being able to walk like you can now? How easy would it have been to accept not to, you know, say, I don't want to learn how to eat again. I don't want to learn how to read again. I don't want to learn how to do any of these things. Um but your self-awareness and your competitive nature, along with us and our family pushing you, you know, to yeah. do these things, you know, and you had that fight to do it. Right. Allowed you to be pushed, right? Yeah, How absolutely. easy would it have been just to wallow in that Oh, it world? would have been totally easy for me. Yeah. I mean, the doctors were telling me, this is never going to happen for yeah. you. You're not going to do these things again. Yeah. So I could have just listened to what they said and... um not push myself yeah. to get better or and, to be better or and, to learn those things again. Well, because it's easy to go, well, the doctor said I can't do any of these things, so why should I even push myself? Right, exactly. You know? And I think sometimes we, we do that in our, you know, I mean, that's an extreme yeah. example. Um, but in well, It's small, a mindset. Mo- mo- it is. Yeah. In small things, yeah. if you notice yourself not pushing through in small tasks, yeah. It's going to be really hard for you to push through in in big tasks. Yeah, it, well, it, and it goes back to being that that whole thing with our character, with our um, what was those um, at the very beginning? The character, the character, feelings, motives, and desires. Right. If you know those, could, there could be a lot of bad in those. But if we have a character in us that wants to be better, if we have a desire to that says, you know what, I, you know, God made me different. You know, God made you different. Yeah. You know, I have a desire to be good. I have a desire to, to, to be pushed, you know, to, to be pushed out of my comfort zone. Right. You know, like the disciples were like, you know, everybody that has done 
anything extra or extraordinary, whether it's just for you getting out of bed. Yeah. You know, it's a self-awareness sometimes just to, you know, be pushed, you know? Yeah. Um, and so those characteristic characteristic traits have a trickle-down effect. Right. You know, because as your spouse, I can sit there and go, wow, if Dorothy's going to push herself for this, to, you know, she's not going to settle for this. Right. And be okay with her self-awareness and her inner inner things then i need to need to work on mine so my self-awareness looks different and um than every other man you know does that make sense yeah totally i mean we all we all have to have that i think there there at some point we all have something that drives us forward Mm -hmm. and how great is it for that person or that thing to be your spouse yeah you know i mean you know that they're your like you have always been my cheerleader you've always been there to do those things for me um, cause I'm not always the person that says, I want to do this or I want to move forward. I, I do tend to wallow, but right. I know that those, that's like, I've learned over yeah. time because of you that I can't just camp there forever. Well, I have to move forward. But, but here's what that's done too. If you look at your friends, if you look at the, the, the few that are really, really close to you, mm-hmm. They have that same kind of personality, don't they? They do, for sure. <laughs> and they also push me when I when I need to be pushed, which right. I love. Right. And I think that's why our friendship is so strong. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so see, being self-aware is just not keeping your shopping cart in down the middle of the aisle. You know, it's these emotional feelings of why we, you know, of why we do things or act certain ways. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, all of our feelings um, that we feel, one of the, one of the things is um, I being able to, like we talked about, identifying them. Mm-hmm. And all of our feelings fit into some big bucket feelings. Yes, they do. Um, anger, sadness, fear, enjoyment, love, surprise, disgust, and shame. Almost wow. any any word that you can come up with to describe your feelings fits in one of those yeah. buckets. And, um, you know, what, what does that look like for you? So what does that look like for us? If we, um, ask ourselves this question, and this Mm -hmm. is not just for you, but for them out there too, as, as well, do you ever feel judgmental or defensive when your spouse or someone else is speaking or sharing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we all do, right? Absolutely. But I mean, it's easy if you're, if you're a pious person, if you don't have, you know, if you, um, if you don't have self-awareness of some of these character traits of, um, what's what's uh, say you have some shame, right? Right. Um, and it's easy to sit back and go, um, well, psh, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They don't know the shame, you know? Yeah. Or, or, and just, you know, just to kind of, you know, let it kind of boil over, you know? Yeah. And, and, and be judgy because of some shame that we walked through. You know, yeah, or some shame that we're putting on somebody else, you know, yeah, so. or you know what when for me like when when I'm in this situation mm-hmm. and I'm listening to someone or they're telling a story or I'm you know I'm hearing what's going on um if sometimes if I don't agree with what they're saying, yeah. I tend to feel like, oh, well, <laughs> that's wrong, and right. that's wrong, and so um then I start to think about my own my own feelings mm-hmm. like. You know, what am I, am I angry at them? Like, why am I reacting that way? So that's a good, important check that everyone can ask themselves when you're, when you start to have those feelings, Mm -hmm. number one, why am I feeling this way? 
And number two, what exactly is that feeling? It's important to be able to identify it, like put a word on it. Yeah. Um, Why am I feeling? Yeah. yeah. If you're in a situation where someone's yelling at you, here, yeah. here's a good example. Like you're in your, your boss's office yeah. and they're screaming and yelling at you because you did something wrong. Right. Do you feel guilt or shame because of what's happened? And why do yeah. you feel that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like help yourself identify and put your finger right. on the why. Yeah. So and the word so, that you that you have. You know, in that in, in that example, it's because you've done something wrong. Right. You know, and you don't want to own up to it. And you don't. Yeah. So, it's but hiding you, in your yeah, weakness. Right. Yeah. Hiding in your weakness. So when you own up to something, you're you're giving that away. Yeah. And so you're you're good taking all that in, you know, be having those hard tough conversations because yeah. you know it's making you better. The other part of that is one of the things that and I'm not trying to brag on you and I, but one of those things that uh you and I are known for, you know, is being pretty uh pretty good listeners. Right. But also being understanding of other people's um um whether it's political views, social views, you know, cultural views and stuff like that. And for me, I've had to get out of the way of going, I can't project how I feel about politics, how I feel about culture, how I feel about music, how I feel about certain things right. on that person. Yeah. That's their own, you know, that, that's their own viewpoint. But what, but the society that we live in today where we see in our marriage, yeah. that if you don't believe what I'm saying, exactly, then boom, you're cut off. Yeah. Boom, I'm out. Boom, I'm doing all these other things, you know, instead of having an understanding and awareness, a self-awareness of just because you disagree with somebody, what that looks like on the outside because you're shutting them out, shutting them down, you know, because you don't agree with them. Yeah, no, and I I love that. You know, we can't can't stop caring for people just because we don't agree or we feel a certain way. You know, like we talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, don't ignore that feeling yeah. identify that feeling yeah. yeah absolutely yeah so that was really good so that was really good so um so 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 know your feelings know all those things that uh you're, you're kind of dealing with in life you know because those have a direct impact on your social um on your self-awareness socially and in your marriage yeah, you know for sure um so there you go that was really good honey great job putting all that stuff together that's yeah, fun it was fun. Huh? I love this is one of our, our favorite topics. Yeah. So we're gonna give you guys a little preview. Um so when we're done with this series of emotional healing and emotional things, right? Um, we're gonna talk about we're what we're gonna Dorothy's like, what are we what are we doing? Yeah, I know. We, we talked about this. I'm getting co- a big eyes. Right, we're, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um and we're gonna continue to promote this as we get closer and closer to it. But one of those things that you and I've done, and I know we're kind of running over a little bit of time, you know, but one of those things that you and I have taken on this season in our community, um, in our group's world, is, um, is, is our singles, you know, is having a singles group. Yes. And, and we've talked about that before. And um, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to use a little bit of the, um, of the material that we're using in our singles group called Outdated. Um, and how dating is not biblical, you know, how dating is not what it should be, you know, or what it's turned into now, you know, and and how your singleness is really okay. You know, so after we're done with this emotional kind of healing and emotional journey, we're going to tie that into being single because a lot of married people have a lot of single friends. And as married people, we try to we try to dictate how your single life should go and how you should date and all these other things, yeah. you know, so stay tuned. Yeah, 
it's gonna so, be great. I'm excited be great. about it. So yeah, we'll probably have a couple single folks on too to to kind of talk about their singleness. That would be really fun. You know. So there you go. Yeah. All right, y'all take it easy and uh, be safe. And uh, and if you want to donate to the uh, um, you know to any place in Southwest uh, Florida, uh, just you know go to um, there's all these great websites. If you just visit uh, Florida.gov, they will direct you how to donate money and stuff like that. And one last thing is I had to get a new Instagram account. Yes. Because mine oh my got, gosh. Because mine it's got so hacked. Funny. So funny, y'all. So, um, so if you follow me on Instagram or used to, I'm not trying to start a uh, Bitcoin business. You know, I don't need 10 grand. I mean, we need 10 grand, but I don't want you to send me 10 grand. But my new Instagram account is uh, B-E-D-G-E-R, uh, B, uh, B-Edger, B-E-D-G-E-904, B-Edge. 904 not edger but b edge 904 yeah so um if you're not sure it's me just uh ask dorothy or dm me and i'll let you know y'all have a great week and we'll talk to y'all soon peace out